What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of It's Giving, where we talk about the latest and greatest in TV and film. I'm your host, Brandon the Introvert, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about The Real Housewives of Potomac Season 7 Reunion and what a hot mess it was. This episode, we're going to talk about the reunion really quick. I couldn't do a season review without doing a review of the reunion, right? Like, yeah, that's that just makes sense. So this is going to be very quick, in and out, in and out, trying to make it about like 10 minutes or so, but yeah, just in and out. So before we get into reunion, I feel like, and this was subject to a lot of controversy even before the reunion even aired, once they released pictures of the seating chart, where the seating chart is basically for this reunion, it was from left to right, Mia, Robin, Candace, Karen, Andy, Giselle, Ashley, and then Wendy. And I don't know, for me, I just felt like they did it off of popularity with Karen and Giselle being right next to Andy. Giselle definitely had a lot of, like, was in a lot of mess this season, and Karen kind of, but I don't think Karen needed to be next to Andy. I feel like if I were to do it with respect to, like, the housewives that are like beefing with each other, whatnot. I still would have done it like Ashley, Robin, Mia, Giselle, Andy, Candace, Wendy, and Karen. I feel like Wendy had a lot of drama going on with Mia and just a lot of stuff with her between her and Robin as well. Candace, this was definitely her season. I feel like she had a lot going on with Giselle and the Chris thing, and just in general. Uh, with her music career and her professional career. So I think she deserved to be next to Andy this go around. Uh, Giselle definitely. And then I think Mia should have been next to Giselle because she was just in a lot of lies and just a lot of shit and throwing water at people and assaulting people. Robin, I was thinking about Robin and Mia. They, I don't know. Robin also had a lot to talk about. Not a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about in terms of like about her, like, her line with Juan, her line about Juan, it's a lie. Um, her basically omitting a lot of stuff about Juan and this rushed wedding at the end. There's a lot of questions. So I think she should have a closer, so either Mia and Robin switched or Giselle did Mia or Giselle did Robin, <laughs> excuse me, to the left of Andy. So Ashley had nothing going on. Like Ashley had nothing going on. Karen really didn't have anything going on. So I think these deserve to be at the end yeah so part one we just go into ashley stuff about how she didn't get a prenup didn't get any money i think she was able to get the house from michael but in maybe some arrangements for her children but she didn't get shit from the divorce and i think she thought she was smarter she thought, I think she thought a lot of things and it ended up in her being flat on her ass. Like Michael is a white, successful businessman and no offense, Ashley, but like you married him at 22. Like he probably had all types of protections that you didn't even know about. Like, come on, Michael, he, you not a businessman for decades without, you know, having strategy, even doing some shady shit, exploitation, all of that. Like 
you got to be cutthroat. So it's like, actually, I don't know what you thought was going to happen, but it's unfortunate she didn't get anything. You were with that crusty, nasty white man for what, close to 10 years, pretty much, pretty much. And you get nothing out of it. I mean, you get a house, but best believe it's definitely in his name. And I feel like anytime you have something that can be seized or controlled by someone, I don't really, I would never feel comfortable. I would always feel like something is over me. I don't want somebody paying for my stuff unless it's in my name, you know, and unless I can upkeep it personally myself. So, you know, and I know she probably is not talking about a lot of um, the fine print and fine lines of the arrangement, but you, you lost this scenario, girl. Also, we they went into addressing some things that Mia had to say, and it's just like her business. And even part two as well, it's just like everything Mia says is literally a lie. So I just felt like, and I will talk about that in part two, but I just felt like everything she said, like the health scare, the thing with Jacqueline, the CEO ownership, like shit talking about Wendy, like everything she says is a lie. And she doesn't really care about it. I don't think she's even smart enough to come back with like quips or or witty remarks or like she just lies. That's her ammo. She lies. So I just feel like she just is fucking up the like whatever integrity the Real Housewives show has. Like she's really fucking it up by just like being immature and just lying about every single thing. And they're not even good lies. So Candace, they delved into her side of things in part one and she had like i said in the video she has a solid storyline she's getting her mba she's getting her music career on track she's trying to have children like she has very solid storylines and very consistent storylines that are interesting engaging and relevant so that goes without being said now with the chris and giselle gate i personally feel like it seems like chris did make giselle feel uncomfortable but how Giselle is conveying it is that he did something to make her uncomfortable. And like what Andy said, that is different from he made you feel uncomfortable. That's different from he did something to make you feel uncomfortable. It's okay if you feel uncomfortable. But the way Giselle was saying it was just like, it's like something happened. It like It was just a bunch of confusion about that. And... I also feel like Giselle, I mean, they called her out. She's prone to like trying to damage husbands' reputations and damage marriages within the group. You got the Ray and the taxes. You got uh, her trying to plot about Monique's husband. I mean, Michael Darby, he dug his own grave with, with that one. Like the proof was in the pudding with that one. Uh, and now with Chris. And didn't she say some stuff about Eddie last season? Like it's just, it's, non-stop i guarantee you next season she's going to have some stuff to say about g like it just seems like she's targeting everybody you know she wouldn't do that to robin but like juan kind of is digging his own grave with that one but robin is just going to let him do whatever i don't know and i also think candace shouldn't have given that claim as much as attention and as much energy as she's doing because you're blowing up you're shutting down you're doing, you know, you're breaking the fourth wall. You're doing all these things that is giving it more attention and more drama to it. And Giselle isn't somebody that will huff and puff and be all dramatic. Like, she's dramatic, but not, like, dramatic, dramatic. 
So you just give, you just match Giselle's energy. Be like, you know, I hear you. We can have, we can have a talk, you know, me, Chris and you together and hash it out from there. But like, I just feel like Candace just really exploded and handled it. Like you just gave it too much energy. Even Giselle kind of mentioned that. Like, I just feel like giving it all that time and emotion made it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, made it seem bigger until you get to the root of it. And it's just like, oh, he he made her feel uncomfortable. That that like that was the baseline. So I will say that with part two, this Wendy versus Mia, Mia was wrong. Mia was wrong on all counts. And that if Wendy were to beat Mia's ass, then all of a sudden all the blame will be on Mia. I mean, will be on Wendy. Even with Robin provoking her and no one being there for Wendy during that altercation, as opposed to with Monique. I mean, Monique, it, it got more physical, yes, but they villainized Monique. Giselle and Robin together really, really villainized. I feel like Wendy was just kind of on the moral, moral, you know, right as well. And she didn't doesn't know the girls and stuff. So like I'm not on too much on uh Wendy, but like, you know, Ashley wasn't physically there, but Karen was, and I think Karen was definitely trying to hear Monique out, hear her situation. But Giselle and Robin didn't like Monique from the start. So and we can already see that they're biased. Like whether they like you or not decides whether they're for you or not, whether you're right or wrong. We see they didn't like Wendy, so they downplayed everything that Mia did just because they didn't like Wendy. No, right is right, wrong is wrong. Be consistent. Literally, Robin says, because I didn't like, I don't like Wendy. Like y'all are, well, Giselle's in her 50s. Robin is in her smack 40s, and y'all act like it's high school. Like, I, I just, I just hate that Wendy had to go through the bullshit and still going through the bullshit. I don't think Mia was truly remorseful for what she did. I think Mia is also a child. She's not, she doesn't have the bandwidth to even have a conversation with Wendy, to be honest, about assault, about colorism, about anything, to be honest. I think Mia just, like I said, she she claps back by lying. With the colorism thing, I do think it was a productive conversation. I do think it needs to be a more of a substantial conversation. I think they gave them their quick little five, seven minutes, if that, and then um, continued. Uh, I know Andy didn't have a part in this, rightly so, but I do think there needs to be a, like, Wendy can't be the one, the spokesperson for, you know, all the social justice stuff. There needs to be, like, a person that's not in the group that is able to facilitate a conversation, a professional that's able to facilitate the conversation. That's not Nicki Minaj. So, I, because, like, obviously Wendy and Candace get it. Obviously Karen gets it. But Mia, I truly think, and no, she does not have the bandwidth to truly grasp colorism. I really think she was just like she didn't say nothing really during the conversation. She was just like, uh huh, uh huh. And like Giselle, she comes from this pedigree of civil rights activists and just the black elite. Like, I think she knows colorism benefits her. I do think she knows 
she knows the dynamics of it, but she's not trying to give Candace a bone. So she'd rather just be obtuse to it. Same with Robin. Like, Robin, you're you're basically white, like, if not white. So it's like, I think Robin and Giselle should shut the hell up when it comes to colors. Like, y'all shouldn't even be saying anything to me, you know? I think Ashley is trying to understand, but I think she's so far up Giselle and Robin's ass that it's not, it's preventing her from, like, really truly hearing and receiving and dissecting what Candace is saying because her affinity to the Green Eye Bandits, you can't be friends of the Green Eye Bandits and be friends of their enemies. You have to, at the end of the day, choose either or. And I do think Ashley, she does this, you know, I acknowledge privilege. I think she's she's definitely smart enough to know what's going on. But like when Candace was talking about telling Giselle like white skinned woman basically and Ashley talking like you're you're taking it too far. You're 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 taking it's too far. And same with Mia. Like they're on up the green eye bandits ass. Like they're their puppets. Like no, you are like very, 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 very fair skinned. You have European features. Robin, you're basically a white person. So when Candace says your claims are going to be taken more seriously than me or Wendy, or someone that's brown skin, dark skin, like, that is true. Like, maybe the way she said it might have seemed harsh, but to me, I don't think it was harsh at all. And Candace knows, like, you know, what she said was inflammatory, but, like, at the end of the day, like, she don't take it back, and I'm glad she don't take it back. Like, she sees them clearly. Like I said, they don't have the bandwidth. Like, Candace, Wendy, Karen, they have the bandwidth. Ashley would have more of the bandwidth if she wasn't so far up the other girls' asses. So that's what I think about that that whole escapade, to be honest. The final part, part three, the the battle of the this these boxes with Mia and Jacqueline, and Jacqueline trying to show that Mia's a fraud, and then whatever proof Mia had on Jacqueline, it just seemed like it was bullshit. It seemed like Jacqueline's, like I read a tweet, her receipts definitely were adding up. They were definitely legitimate and they were definitely true. And I think that's why Mia receded into the background and decided not to put up her little uh, bedazzled Pandora's box. So I, I think Mia, I think everything Jacqueline has been saying is true. I think Mia has just been very mean to Jacqueline. I think she is, she did want her to be like her little slave in this whole uh, season. And it seemed like Jacqueline wasn't going for her. I like Jacqueline. She seems sweet. I like her. I would like to see her, like I said in the last video, I want to see her outside of me a shadow. I want to see more of her personality because I think the whole time she was just crying and just like crying or under Mia's foot, her big foot. Let me stop. But yeah, I want to see more Jacqueline. I'm curious to see what she uh, what she can bring if she's going to be on the next season. But yeah, I think everything Mia said was bullshit. I think she got scared that Jacqueline had actual receipts. And it just made me not like her even more because it's just like, I just feel like it was just a waste of time. And I feel like Mia definitely used Jacqueline for her own screen time purposes. You know, she was a means to an end. And I, I, I just don't like season six, you know, Mia's fun, blah, blah, blah. But like Mia is a liar and like a very foul liar too, without like consistent morals. Like I said in the last video. So I, 
Now, this thing between the Grand Doms, Sharice, Sharice is the real Grand Dom. I love Karen, but Sharice is the real Grand Dom. But between Sharice and Karen, I just feel like I was sitting, and I watched part three twice. And I'm just sitting here like, so was Sharice. I think Sharice does have receipts on Karen, but at the end of the day, it just tunneled down to like nothing. Like, I don't. I don't understand why I think she actually has something on Karen. And I think Karen is intimidated when Sharice comes because of the the threat of releasing whatever she has on Karen. But it just seemed like it was just a bunch of talk on both ends. And like, I'm just like, I think they were squeezing out a storyline so Sharice can show up. Like it, it, it was a waste of time, to be honest. And that whole showdown at the table, like, Sharice definitely didn't talk about her mom. I think Karen was definitely being dramatic. Like, the whole Karen-Sharice thing was just like, what? You know? And then Robin's wedding, like, you don't have a fidelity clause in y'all's contract, your marriage contract, or whatever the hell marriage is. <laughs> that boy, that nigga, Juan is going to cheat on you. Like, that is as sure as the sun will rise and the moon will rise you know Ron is going to cheat on you why don't you have a fidelity clause but then I forgot what in the words of Karen you're the dizziest bitch sitting at the table like Robin I I do think she probably has some low self-esteem issues who doesn't but but when the receipts are checking out and when things are just so blatant it's like Robin, how are you not, how are you believing Juan? Like at every turn, at every turn, I feel like Juan can say or do whatever he wants and Robin is just going to agree with him. So honestly, if y'all are going to have that type of relationship, go ahead. Like, I just don't want to see it anymore, to be honest. I personally don't want to see it anymore because now we're getting to serious stuff. The whole cop and state thing where I think a player was, uh, having some online dalliance with one of the assistant coaches who was catfishing, and it just seemed like it was very inappropriate shit going on. And and Juan failed to kind of report any like sexual harassment shit going on. And Robin just sitting here saying like he would he handled it perfectly, exactly the way I would want it for my child or whatever. Like I just I can't believe her because she believes and takes in so much of Juan's bullshit. It's like, okay, girl. Okay, girl, bye. You know, I'm done with Robin. I, at first I said I wanted to see her loosen, see, you know, what the wedding or with the after effects of the marriage, but it's not going to change nothing. Like she's still going to be dizzy. He's still going to do what he's going to do. And that's the story. And she's going to be on the podcast. And you didn't even invite your co-host, Giselle, your best friend, to your own wedding in Edgemere. Like, I'm done with Rob. I'm done. I'm done with Robin. I'm done with Robin. I'm done with Robin. Just coupled with the marriage and then her shitty treatment of others, like, of Wendy. Uh, like, you know, I can't. I'm done. I'm done with you. <sighs> um... When the husbands came, I mean, it was nothing crazy. I mean, the, this whole Chris Giselle thing, like Chris got all white man angry and stuff. I understand if you felt like you didn't do anything and she's telling you that you did something. I I get, 
you blowing up and stuff. But like Chris, I'm just eh. the other husbands. I mean, G and the, these fake tears over Mia. Yeah, it wasn't nothing to say about the husbands. Like Ray kept it real. He said, "I'm ashamed of all of y'all. Y'all are scum." Karen, no more Miami. Like he kept it real. Uh, I like Eddie. Happy Eddie still tickles me. Like Happy Eddie is funny as shit. Oh yeah, that shit with Deborah Ashley's friend lying about. Like you're lying about Eddie for whatever screen time that you want. And this this is the problem I have. Like y'all now they're just tossing sexual harassment, sexual abuse. They're just tossing it out there now. And now it's getting to a point where even in a landscape where it where you know victims, man or woman, is it people struggle to believe them. It's like they're just tossing this shit around, these claims around like it's just air. And I think that is very dangerous to do. Cause now I don't know who to believe. Stories aren't adding up. Things are inconsistent. Things are all over the place. People pointing fingers at people. Like, I just think this season, everybody was out to get each other with dirt. It wasn't a moment where people were just vibing out. Everybody was just trying to get at each other. So something the fuck needs to change, you know? Yeah. Oh, we see Michael is suing Candace for, I guess, defamation or whatever. Where Candace making the claims that... Michael's going around fucking other younger men. And so she, I think, I believe he's trying to sue her for around a figure of around like $2 million. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure that will probably be on the eighth season. Congratulations, Ashley. You have a storyline. Um, But yeah, that was pretty much it. That's all I had to say. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment down below and be on the lookout for new videos uh content all that shit and uh be sure to access the link tree for our instagram twitter our developing tiktok this youtube channel and just um episodes that are out on you know on uh podcast platforms as well so be on the lookout for that and with that i will talk to y'all later okay bye